Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh God, fun. Okay. This voice is Hannah. And this voice is Marissa. Also, would probably am, is, are turned on by it. Hearts Lohowski? Yeah. Of course. Doesn't actually no. make a ton of sense. No. What are you doing? Are you talking to yourself? <gasps> oh my god, I already hate this story. You know what? I'm okay with that. Because I just thought you could like bleed suddenly yeah. at any good moment. <laughs> my erotic fan fiction isn't fucking interesting enough for you. Hello, you're listening to Tell Us More Podcast. What? Hi! Hi! <laughs> You're, uh, you are back with Marissa. And Hannah. And this Ew, is... I just like mom. And Hannah. Hannah. And Hannah. I need to remember how to talk on the mic. Welcome to season two of the Tell Us More podcast. Yeah! Yeah, I mean, it's an unintentional season two. We didn't mean to break we off. We didn't mean to break up, but I think it was good. We took the summer. We had a lot. We just had a lot going on. We genuinely had no no time to do this, and then it just became not fun anymore it was more yeah. of a stressor and it was yeah. like why are we doing this so do we want to i mean we kind of explained why we were gone you also went yeah. to the other side of the world oh that's true yeah i was in paris and then um well i always say paris and greece it's like i was in france and greece i went to paris athens and santorini um and it was really fun but that took up two weeks of my time. Um, so I, that's, I wasn't here. Hannah and I went to Vegas. So we didn't have an episode ready before we left. And then everything just got like super hectic. And, Is that like, the last time we did it? It was before Vegas? Yeah, because that was Brandon. Brandon's was the last episode. That It was like a week before we went to Vegas. But then we didn't have one prepared for while we were in Vegas. No. And we left on you a Wednesday. You say Vegas so weird. Oh, I do? You say like va- Vegas. Vegas. We went to Vegas. We went to Vegas. And we went to Vegas. And I also... <laughs> Was trying to find a job during right. that time. Right. Which I now have a job. Yeah. We work at competitive, competing, competing universities. No. We do. I was going to say, we're competitive rivals. Enemies. We're enemies. <laughs> Mortal enemies. That's why, I mean, we have to leave work at work. Otherwise, Hannah and I will just continuously fight. Fight all day. It's like the Capulets and the Montagues. Montagues. You almost did it. No. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I like the Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes version. I own oh, it. the Baz Luhrmann version? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. The best it. version. It, it is. makes me cry, though. I can't watch Romeo and Juliet. It makes me cry. That particular version? No, just any version of Romeo and Juliet. That's true. They were just a bunch It all of... ends the same, I mean... <laughs> regardless of what version. <laughs> they all die. It, oh, Spoiler what? alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet die. Oh. This is actually now a Romeo, literature yeah. podcast. We are just season two is all about Romeo and Juliet. The oh. entire season, <laughs> we dive we dive deep into the Baz Luhrmann version and and um, talk about all the significance and how it actually is written really intelligently. I was gonna say smartly, but that wouldn't have worked. Mm. I don't think that's a word. Um, have you seen the Baz Luhrmann? He gave a like a commencement speech. Yes. It's amazing. It is amazing. Wear sunscreen. Yeah, it's so good. It is really good. Actually, I, I've I saw that before I like realized who Baz Luhrmann was. Same, actually. I heard it from a former friend, turned enemy, turned I'm indifferent towards her. The infamous lit my picture on fire girl. Oh, she's a case. <laughs> That's the only yeah girl lit my picture on fire in high school because she hated me so much. And that's actually one of my favorite stories, other than getting booed when I. Was announced for homecoming court. <laughs> I don't remember people booing you. No, it was one person. Oh, was it, it was... the one who lit your picture on fire? No, actually, oh. surprisingly. No, it was one person 
that booed and I heard her because she was sitting by me and then when I got up and when I like kind of passed her she just went boo like okay I didn't get booed by a giant crowd no, no it was, was by like, one I person I remember being there and I do not remember you boo- or you being booed you were the people's choice I was the people's choice right, exactly. I wasn't the popular vote I was the people's choice you know I think Bernie feels much like I did right <laughs> I didn't get the final candidacy. Oh, I really thought you were going to say the final rose. And I was like, God, we are just going all over the place. <laughs> this is also, a, it's a literature and bachelorette recap podcast. Oh, You're going to have to it. keep up. Yeah. So, I mean, basically just life happened. We decided instead of putting out um, things that we didn't necessarily love. We like, wanted to be proud of our content. And we didn't right. feel that we had the time to produce legit like content that we want to tell people exists. Right. So, for season two, we are switching things up a bit to right. make it a little bit less stressful on the two right. of us. Because the most stressful part was, one, finding people, and then once we found someone, scheduling time to actually do it. Right. It's weird how much harder it is to schedule three people versus two. So, the new season is going to be a little bit different. We're still focusing on people that we find interesting. Basically, we both do kind of like a book report, which I am nerd. Like, I was so I literally was telling Vanessa, Me I was too. like... I get to do like book reports on people and then I get to like present them. And she was like, that's amazing. I was like, no, I'm, it's, it's I'm so excited. Pumped. For each episode, I find someone that I find interesting. Mm-hmm. Marissa finds someone she finds interesting. And then we tell each other about it. Right. We don't t- really tell each other who we're doing before, before we do it. We right. want it to be like just like a natural conversation. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess the next thing is, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I kind of want to go first. I'm okay. really excited. Perfect. Do it. Okay. Let's do it. It's on my computer. I was going to say, is it? I printed mine out like a true book report. Okay, I'm probably gonna laugh the entire time because oh this God. is so ridiculous. Perfect. Mine's like just kind of awesome. It's not funny, but I'm excited to hear your funny. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. <laughs> we haven't even started. <laughs> Born Offer Shlomi goes by Vince Offer, but you know him as the Sham Wow guy. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's his name? What was he born? So his given name is Offer Shlomi. He is he was born in Israel. Offer Shlomi, okay. And but he goes by Vince Offer because he grew up in Brooklyn, so he wanted a more American sounding name. Okay. Um so he chose Vince. Okay. Went by Vince Offer, but he is the Sham Wow guy. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay. Wow. So started off strong. <laughs> I know, that's why I was super excited. Because it's so ridiculous and dumb. I love that. So he grew up in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, but he quit school at the age of 17 to move to LA to pursue a career in comedy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is a wild story. Like, I'm not so kidding. Excited. There takes so many turns. <laughs> so excited. Uh, he told CNBC.com that he grew up thinking everyone loved dick jokes. So that was his basis. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, is not, he wrong? It's not wrong. Okay. <laughs> Except my mother wouldn't like dick jokes, but you know. I think Liz would, but she wouldn't admit it. Right. Uh, Just like she laughs at us and then says, no. Don't say don't that. Don't say that. No, she's <laughs> laughing. You know, but uh, as you and I both know, fame doesn't just come knocking on your door. Okay. So in order to make money, he sold um, veggie choppers, not the slap chop. We're not there yet. Just sold some veggie choppers at swap meets and flea markets. Oh, so like not on TV. <clears throat> not yet. He just came and did like the Full demos work. at like, right. Um, and he used that money to fund, direct, and appear in 
his movie, the underground comedy movie, which was basically just a bunch of sketches that he strung together. Like it was just. Where uh, can I watch this movie? Um, I was gonna say we should have a viewing party. Oh my god. Uh, the movie was controversial. Controversial for like many reasons. Most of all, okay. First, it was terrible. Uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't know why I find this sentence so funny. Okay. Um, it was met with extremely negative reviews. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just thought that that sentence was so funny I had to in- include it. Um, but secondly, it was the cause of a few, uh, not all, but a few lawsuits in his oh, life. Jesus. Vince. <laughs> uh, so the first lawsuit started in 1998. Okay. Uh, and he tried to sue 20th Century Fox... Oh, Vince is suing yes, people. Yes, Vince is suing people. Oh, got it. He, I thought people were suing him. No, he movie. he just, he was not right. going to let this uh, terrible movie go down in vain. I feel like oh. he just wanted to blame all other people and just started suing. Okay. So right. first he sued, or tried to sue 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. and the co-directors of their Something About Mary. Why? Why? On what grounds? <laughs> He claimed that they lifted 14 scenes from his movie and used them in There's Something About Mary. Um, and basically, they were just like, who the fuck is this guy? That's They literally called it a bunch of baloney. Like, that was a statement, that it was a bunch of baloney. Oh. And the case was dismissed in 2000, and actually, 20th Century Fox was awarded money to pay for their attorney fees. Oh, my God. Um, and I think it's kind of weird. Just like a side note, Wikipedia said the movie didn't come out until 1999, but... The lawsuit happened in 98, so I'm not really sure uh, what, if the dates are wrong, or, like, what, like, do you think they, like, secretly watched your footage and used it right. in their movie? Like, I'm not sure of the train of thought there. I love it. They they definitely acquired his underground <laughs> comedy film. Yes, exactly, and used it in There's, something, there's something About Mary. About Mary. Okay. So what we need to do, actually, is watch his movie, and, and then, then There's Something About Mary. And see if we can back up his claims. Yeah, exactly. We need um, to, like, reopen this case if, the, if that's the case. We have to do it for Vince. We do, for Vince. Um, but then he thought it was a good idea to sell his shitty movie um, via infomercial. So this oh, is his Jesus first foray. <laughs> so what he did was he bought a time slot between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. on Comedy Central, and he just oh. played the trailer. My God. Right. He Wait, just played, he just the, trailer played the trailer for to the movie. two hours? Yeah. 2 a.m. to 4 a.m.? Yeah. The trailer. Yep. Over and over again. I assume. Oh, Christ on a cracker. Okay. Um, and probably, that, you know what? I'm going to be honest. That was probably the right target audience because well, yeah. if you're awake at 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. and you're watching Comedy Central, I don't think that your life is going well. I've personally never been in a good part of life if that's what I'm doing. I'm just drunk. Right. Or Which I don't know if I would notice if I watched the same trailer over right. and over again. <laughs> right, probably stoned out of your mind, right. just sitting there. But I feel like that's the only type of person that would think it was funny, and I would I, I would bet that I might think it's kind of funny. I think I do want to watch it. I'm, same. I'm excited. Same. Uh, so now that that advertising was squared away, he found some time to sue Anna Nicole Smith. Okay. Uh, and this is still the year... What did she do? <laughs> This is still the year 2000, by the way. Mm-hmm. So I guess what happened was she said she would be in his movie, but then changed her mind because she thought it would be detrimental to her career. And that is saying a lot because, again, this is Anna and Nicole Smith. Smith. Yes. I mean, RIP, but we all know. A legend. Uh, right. And uh, he won. So she had to oh. pay him $4 million. My God. Yeah. 
Four million dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because she broke her pinky promise. Oh, okay. I don't know if anything was signed. Wrote it on a napkin. <laughs> right. I don't know like what the formalities of it all was, but he won. Okay. But well, then good for him. He was bankrupt by two thousand two. So it's like, what did you do with that money? Four million dollars. Right. This is two years later. He's bankrupt. Right. And the, like the lawsuit was in two thousand, but I don't know when it ended. Right. Those aren't quick. So bankrupt by 2002. Sounds like Vince is making a lot of bad decisions. He is making a lot of bad decisions. We're only a little bit into it and I'm right. already nervous. <laughs> I know. This is just the beginning. Trust me. This is going to be a wild ride. Okay. Um, so he had to stop with the whole movie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he used all that money to sell his movie or like invest in other products. I genuinely don't know. Maybe he, he used it to pay 20th Century Fox. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Babes. Um, so he went back to the swap meats and the veggie, veggie choppers, choppers. Uh, and then he saved money and then he put that money towards selling his movie again, I guess. And he He's sold. very determined to sell this, this movie. This is his passion project. He, okay. I guess, claims to have sold a hundred thousand copies of his movie. So now. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> Stoners got it. Us soon. I mean, probably soon. So, uh, what was what does one do with the earnings of a really bad movie? Right. Obviously, you're gonna sue the Church of Scientology. Oh my God. <laughs> Why? I mean, I support you. They probably deserved it. But well, what the hell? Here we go. And so, this is now 2004. Okay. Late 90s, early 2000s was a like time a- of obsession with suing people? Right. Like, we just were like, we've done it so many times, let's do it now. So how it started was, so he sent out a press release to prnewsonline.com stating mm, that a he... Reputable prnewsonline.com. A reputable source. Um, so he stated that he was suing the church because he claims they started a large-scale smear campaign against him while he was filming his movie. Um, it should be noted that he had been a Scientologist since 1982. Oh. So. That's so random then, I right. guess. Um, he claimed that they labeled him a criminal in the Celebrity Center in Hollywood. And he says that the Church of Scientology forced all the celebrities to make mean statements about him. If they didn't cooperate, the church would ruin their careers, too. They're being mean. They're being mean. I have heard that is what the Church of Scientology does. They do, like, do smear campaigns. Yeah. But I, um... I don't know why they would care about Vince and well, his underground comedy movie. Right. Well, he was actually, according to them, making quite the ruckus. Oh. So he was originally selling something called The Chopper in malls. Like, he would go to malls, do the demonstrations, and he claimed that he made millions from it. Personally, don't think so. This is not the, like, famous, like, slap, slap chopper thing. We aren't there yet. This okay. is, like, a precursor. This is the, okay. Right. So, um... He kind of lies a lot about how much money he makes, just like what I've noticed from researching him. Okay. Um, cool. Anyway. Great guy. Right. Great guy. Not uh, so great. <laughs> anyway, so he had Scientology people like help him sell it in the malls, and then he would give them like a cut. I feel like he gave them a dollar fifty for every slap chop that he sold. Okay. Or not slap chop, the chopper that he sold. Okay. Um, 
And while he was working, like, he started working on this whole movie thing again, which I don't... Oh, my God. Like, it's already been released. I don't know. what the hell? Right. But so what he did was he let them run the business, and he claims that they weren't paying him, even though it was his idea. What business? His chopper business. Oh. He claimed that they stole his business um, and took all the money. So then he... Did he invent the chopper? He tends to he steal ideas from for, people. Okay. Good. So this was his product that okay. he was selling. Okay. Um, and apparently the Church of Scientology operates off of a bureaucratic system. And you have to go through that instead of like an actual court. Um, and uh, they were like blacklisting him and they like made a statement basically that he sucks. So. A very political statement. Right. <laughs> he it was just He sucks. Um, and on the, like, Gawker, I read about it, like, on Gawker, the Mm -hmm, website, mm -hmm. uh, he learned from a friend that the church had allegedly forced witnesses to denounce him in the kangaroo court. Oh, my God. Not really sure what the kangaroo court is. Doesn't that just mean a court that's, like, gotten out of hand? Sure. Or something? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. I don't understand the Church of Scientology, nor do I want to, because I feel like I would get wrapped into it. Cool, 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 cool. Right. And I, I was just, like, confused reading that article, so... I plan on just leaving the links in the description for everything. Yeah. Um, but it, it talks about the lawsuit too, but regardless, the case was dismissed. Okay. And this was all a, a case going through the Church of Scientology. This was not yes. like in an actual court. Okay. Yeah. No, we just... Cool. That's cool, what we cool. Do. Uh, And then in 2006, he discovers a cleaning product in a flea market. It's an absorbent towel. Oh, shit. And he named that towel the Sham Wow. So did he like give... This, did he partner with the original person in no, the flea market? He just fucking not. stole the towel. Right. So he what saw... What an asshole. Like, that was his inspo, I guess, for the idea. And then he went to the factory... AKA, I'ma take this. I'ma just take this. Good. Yeah, all he did was, like, throw a different name on it. I, I don't know the origins of the original one, but he I know he went to the factory in Germany to, like, oh, see how it was made. Just, like, a conniving... What a torrid history. Right. Like a, this hat. Wow. Right. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So he didn't invent the towel. He just added a catchy name to it. Right. Stole it so, from some dude in a flea market. Right. Props to that guy. I guess. So it, he's not an actor in the infomercial or anything. Like, this is his product and he's selling I it. I did not know that. Right. And then, so Shamwell comes from the word... Oh, I looked up how to pronounce it, and I can't shim chamois or chemise or something. Like, there's two way to pronounce it. I think chamois is the animal that it comes from, and chemise is it comes how from you an animal. Yeah, it's like fur. No, like the original, like his inspo. Oh, I was. It like, was leather. What the fuck? They call chem chamois. It, it's made of the le- leather from the got animal. It, got it. But people then shortened that to a chamois. So if you were curious, that's how we got chamois. Got it. I don't know what you would use a chemise for. It's just a, like a thing of leather from what I understand. I, I feel like I know the word, but I don't right. know what I'm probably why. not pronouncing it right, but it is sham and then something. So that's how he got sham wow. Sham you use. Is there use in there? Va- lots of vowels? C-H-A-M-O-I-S. Sham. It's French, but I still can't pronounce it. <laughs> and I was just, I took French for a very long time and I was just in France, but yeah, I guess I didn't it's... study an antelope. I was going to say, if you can't pronounce it, I'm definitely not going to be able to. Right. Got it. Um, so the commercial aired in 2007 and obviously it was a hit. He said his secret to success was to be very vanilla with a touch of inappropriate. And his creepy side smile that he does was very intentional. 
Like, Ew. that was part of his, like, brand. And Slate.com... Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say his... His... Whatever again? His brand? Yeah. His... Yeah, his creepy sideways smile that he no, does no, no. in the pictures. What did he say? It was, like... <clears throat> With a little inappropriate? So, yes, his secret to success is to be very vanilla with a touch of inappropriate. Ew! And I, I know. That. And it's not true. He wasn't vanilla at all. Like, he was super abrasive and basically an ass, and that made people want to watch him. Right. Okay. So, not the vanilla part isn't true, but the inappropriateness, 100%. Alrighty. So, he claimed that the towel held 20 times its weight. It didn't. And then he was like, oh, JK, it's 12 times its weight. No, another lie. It's actually 10 times its weight. So and he was just lying. Right. Which, not shocking. I'm reporting him to the Better Business exactly. Bureau. <laughs> well, I think he was. And Consumer Reports did a test. And they do say, yes, it is 10 times. It's 10 times. 10 times the weight. What a dick. Uh, and he said, he still said, oh, returns were low. It's like, I can't believe anything that you say, but whatever. Now moving on to the beef with Billy Mays. Oh, shit. Yes. He beefed with our boy? Yeah, he beefed with the boy. Oh, so R.I.P. I know. Billy was actually selling a towel called Zorbies two years before this, and he went on the Adam Carolla talk show to challenge the ShamWow guy to a pitch-off. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This entire sentence is amazing. <clears throat> right. I don't know who that guy is that has a talk show. Adam Carolla, he's, yeah, he's... Sounds cool. Right, he is. He's um, obviously got some interesting guests coming exactly. on his show. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe we'll have the ShamWow guy on to plead his case. I don't want Vince on. He sounds like a dick. Yeah, I don't want him to know where I live. Um, Because it's totally a little vanilla. With a total touch of inappropriate. inappropriate. Um, And I don't know if they actually did do this pitch off, but I know that Popular Mechanics tested both the towels and said that the ShamWow was better. And then Billy May has said, you just didn't use it right. Oh. Right. Fighting words from Billy Mays. I know. You don't want to fuck with Billy Mays. We'll call you out on Adam Corolla. I know. Me I actually too. don't know anything about him, but compared to Vince, he seems like a just a big old a better guy. I mean, he died from a heart attack that resulted from a bunch of cocaine use. But oh shit! Maybe we'll dive into Billy's life someday. But today is not the day. So with all these fucking infomercial dudes. All right. But alrighty, right. Seedy. It's a seedy world. Mm, no idea. So uh, Popular Mechanics also said, if you have paper towels and rags, you don't need this product. <laughs> so. <laughs> They were just like, yeah, okay, ShamWow's better, but, like, you guys, it's pointless. Just right. use other shit. Just stop caring about this. Right. Um, and then a DJ from TMZ made a remix to the commercial, which I feel like I kind of remember. Ooh. Um, and then it went viral, obviously, adding to his, like, success and appeal, if you could call it that. Um, and then in 2008, he started selling the Slap Chop. And then there's also like a cheese grater thing, but I don't remember the cheese grater thing. Gotcha. Um, according to Adweek, his aggressiveness and lines like, you're going to love my nuts, made him the man who could beat Billy Mays at his own game. <laughs> so this infomercial world is like... like cutthroat. Right, it's cutthroat. cutthroat. It's seedy and it's cutthroat. I didn't wow. know there was so much tension in the infomercial world. I didn't either. You're going to love my nuts. You're going to love my nuts. Oh. And I do remember that. I remember that. I don't think I realized that it was the same. I don't think I realized the Slap Chopper and the ShamWow guy were the same guy. Right. Again, still a stolen product. Right. Of course. Right. No original ideas. No, he really doesn't. Uh, and Billy was pissed. So he went back to the Adam Carolla show oh, and said the ShamWow guy stole his ideas. Nothing came of it besides another TMZ remix. Like they made another one for the Slap Chop. Oh 
my god. Right. People loved the OG, so obviously they were going to take advantage and do it again. Right. Um, Billy, yeah, so Billy did not get his vengeance. Uh, and then here it gets even more interesting because in 2009. How? <laughs> How could it possibly? Okay. I'm preparing myself. I'm ready. In 2009, he was arrested for felony battery after he punched a 26-year-old sex worker. Oh my god! Yep, for biting his tongue too hard. Oh <laughs> my god. And he, he claimed she wouldn't let go, so he had to punch her. <laughs> he just had to. She wouldn't let go of his tongue. Um, according to the oh lawsuit... God. Yes, get him, girl! Bite that tongue! <laughs> according to the lawsuit, this is literally... This was literally the line in the lawsuit. Oh my God. She propositioned him for straight sex. I know. I was like, I don't understand. I mean, it wouldn't be gay sex. You're a man and a woman. It wouldn't... It's, of course, it's... Why, why did we... Like, straight up? Like, just sex? Yo, no tongue sex. biting? Well, she lied if that was the case. Right. Well, uh, it sounds like he asked her to, and then she did it too hard. Exactly. Well, get, beggars can't be choosers. Right. And then he gave her $1,000 after a... This is all after a 12-hour drinking binge. So he gave her $1,000, and then she sued him for punching... So, I mean, I assume the thousand was prior to, that was the payment. So, yeah, he paid her a thousand dollars for some straight sex. I am confused by the straight sex. Right. I just feel like that didn't need to be specified. (laughs) Was he worried that people would think the sex worker was a boy? And if he, what if it was, why does it matter? I don't know. Get your shit together. Right. And then prosecutors declined to press formal charges. However, at that time, she was contemplating suing him. I don't think she did, and I think that might have to do with her being a sex worker and not wanting to get arrested. Right. So, you can't punch sex workers, but... Jesus Christ. You know, she's got to protect her identity. Actually, her name is Sasha, like Sasha Harris or something, but... You'd be like, (laughs) just throw her name out there. (laughs) Well, I didn't throw it out there, like Gawker, whatever I read, whichever site I read that on did. And here, it gets even worse. (laughs) In 2011, he appeared, appeared in the Adam Sandler movie Jack and Jill as oh, the ShamWow guy. Fuck. Uh, right. Right. He, I have never seen that movie. No, I don't think anybody did. Yeah, I don't think it was very so, good. So, not as best much. Uh, and then t- in 2013, he released another movie oh called Inappropriate God. Comedy, uh, and the movie was meant to be a sequel to the first one. <laughs> I just can't... Doesn't he get it? He's not funny. Nobody cares, Vince. Right, but there was a star-studded cast. Shut up! Yep, including Rob Schneider. Oh my god. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh my god! Adrian Brody. Oh my god. And Lindsay Lohan. Of course. (laughs) I'm not shocked by the Lindsay Lohan. No, that last one was totally... Oh my god. New York Times dubbed it stunningly awful. Wow. Uh, but the ShamWow guy said that he'd break even by 2014 because infomercials or whatever. I don't know. He's just, I didn't check that fact, God, but I'm so sure he's lying. movies to watch. We do. Um, but then he created the Invincible Kitchen Cleaner. This, he says, he did create himself. I don't believe him. Right. <laughs> um, and he started selling that on TV, too. And he also sold... sold Quickie Grass by Canada Green. So that's the only product that he didn't... Quickie Grass? Yeah, not sure what its purpose is. Maybe you grow grass quickly. Quickie Grass by Canada Green. This is not a promotion. Not sponsored. We are not sponsored. 
Promo code, not sponsored. <laughs> Promo code, not sponsored. Quickie grass. And uh, yeah, so that's the only product he sold that wasn't his. Um, but he has tried to clean up his life. Um, and in 2014, he got married and he has a kid. Oh, fuck. No. So, yes. Don't reproduce. Right. I don't want you to do that. <laughs> so there you go. That was the rise, fall, and then slight incline of the ShamWow guy, it's Vince like Offer. It's like a small hill. It's like a small, like you got like a little better. So, wow. Who knew? Vince Offer. I literally just randomly thought of the ShamWow guy and was like, that'd just be like a funny thing to do. I didn't realize. Who knew he had such a backstory? He had such a scattered past. Wow. Right. I did not need to know any of that, but I am right. happy I do know now. Right, because it's just ridiculous. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I didn't I, know what I was getting myself into, clearly. I hate him, I right. feel like. <laughs> he is a bad person. Like... Well, when did he get married? When was the last update? 2014? Yeah, 2014. Well, it's been four years since then. Maybe he's improved. Maybe, Maybe. he's apologized. And he's in his 50s, BT dubs. I think he's like 54 currently. Like, Ew. or something like that. I Maybe know, 50. I you. Well, I mean, I think it was his first marriage, which obviously I don't, can't see anybody wanting to marry that creepy smile. But it just proves that... You're not everybody's type, but you're someone's type. And that's what I always say. That's an original line from me. <laughs> I am going to let you know that now. You're not everybody's type, but you're someone's type. Moral of the story type. of Vince Offer is... <laughs> you're not everybody's type. You can get married even though you're a terrible person. <laughs> right. It might just take you 50 years. So there's hope. What you're saying is there's hope for me. There's hope. There's, there's hope. hope for everyone, including guy. Yeah, he's the American dream. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. What a journey we just went I know, on. I took you on quite the roller coaster. I feel like angry at him. Also, I like want to go find out more about his feud with Billy Mays. Right. Like, I had no idea that the two of. I didn't know Billy Mays had beef. Feuds. Yeah, beef. No. I also didn't know he beef was. Beef among a, the infomercial guys. I mean, he was a cocaine user, so I feel like that totally fueled the beef. Know. Hence why Lindsay Lohan was in that movie. Well, Billy Mays was the cocaine user. Right, but I don't, I feel like cocaine might be a prevalent right. drug in the among the infomercial clan. Right, exactly. It's a, <laughs> also I'll among the you. Scientology community. It's, I tell you, it is a seedy, seedy world, that infomercial. Wow. Yeah. Wowie, wow, wow. Right. So, take a breath. Okay. Uh, and what do you got for me? What are we, what are we learning We're about? We're going to go down a slightly different path here. Um, I feel like you're going to have these, like, inspirational women and, like, heroes, and I'm over here being, like, <laughs> yeah, wow, guy. No, but I like both. I like both. Um, I just couldn't think of anything, like, random like that. I do love that that path you went down. Um, so I'm going to tell you about Nancy Wake. Okay. Do you have any idea who she is? No idea. Okay. So Nancy Wake was born in Wellington, New Zealand on August 30th, so her birthday's coming up, um, 1912. Okay, so probably dead. I don't know. She'd be over 100. Oh, yeah, then yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, math. Math. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the youngest of six children, and she was much younger than her brothers and sisters and strongly independent. And then the quote from her is, I was a loner and I had a good imagination. So apparently Same. she was just kind of... The last one, right. the accident. I well, would say. <laughs> honestly, that is how my childhood went. I was a total loner, and I was had a very vivid imagination. I started contemplating human existence at a very young age, and it stressed me out. I literally remember being like, "Oh my god, I'm a person," and I'm what? 
like, what does it mean to be a human? Like, I remember thinking How that. It was a very, it was very young. Okay. And I was very stressed out. I was too smart. I mean, I plateaued. I was too smart. <laughs> I was too smart at a young age, and then I peaked, and I, like, plateaued. Now oh I'm God. just as smart as I was back then, even though I was smart for my age. Anyway. So, uh, when Nancy was two, her family moved to Australia, and shortly after, her father, like, just noped out, was like, peace sure. out, goodbye. Um, she was, ri- and because of that, her mom was, like, super bitter and, like, didn't, wasn't a great affectionate Mom, as, Am I Nancy? as Nancy was growing up. Am I Nancy? I don't know. Am I the reincarnation? No, because the next sentence is, I adored my father, Wake said. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm not Nancy. Yeah. Um. I Oh, I liked this sentence because this is pulled from. So all of this I got from Wikipedia and I got from uh, nzedge.com, which is like, it said it was the global life of New Zealanders. So it, it sounds like a newspaper in New Zealand, I guess. But it says... Uh, the quote is, I adored my father, Wake recently told the Sunday Times, sitting at her bar stool with a walking stick in one hand and a gin and tonic in the other. An icon. Right? Um, you're going to love Nancy. She's a fucking badass. So she said he was very good looking, but he was a bastard. He went to New Zealand to make a movie about mm, a country that I can't pronounce. Maoris? I don't know. I think that's a people, actually. Maoris, I think is what it is. And he never came back. He sold our house from under us and we were kicked out. So basically, she was like, I loved my dad, but also he was an asshole. Okay. So like, cool. All right. Uh, When Nancy was 16, she ran away from home and started working as a nurse. With 200 pounds that she inherited from her aunt, she traveled to Europe, where she trained herself as a journalist. Okay. And then in the 1930s Europe, she witnessed the rise of Hitler, Nazism, and anti-Semitism. Nazism. Nazism. So wait, what did she do? She was against it. Yes. Okay, so she was in... <laughs> yes. I just wanted to double check. I just told you she's a badass. She's not going to be like, oh, also she loved the Nazis. <laughs> also she is a Nazi. No. So but she, she was there when that was all rising and happening. So she witnessed all of it like as it was literally happening in Vienna. Uh, she saw horrific Dantescon. I don't know what that means. I obviously copied that from Wikipedia, but... Right. Dantescon scenes? Wow. Wikipedia is great. I she... donated $3 to them once. Oh my god, good. Yeah. I've never done it. I'm the backbone of Wikipedia. You are, truly. Wikipedia is the backbone of our country. Mm -hmm. They are underappreciated. It seriously is. Um, Okay, so she saw horrific scenes in Vienna um, of Jews chained to massive wheels, rolled around in the streets, and whipped by Nazi stormtroopers in a city square. So this site fed an early determination to work against the Nazis. We are against the Nazis. And eventually led to her courageous role in the French resistance. So... In 1937, she married French industrialist Henry Fiocca. Fiocca? It's French. F-I-O-C-C-A. Fiocca? Sure. Sure. Italian, maybe? No, it's not. They don't have the ch, I think, sound. The ch. Fiocca. Fiocca. I don't know. She married Henry. Um, Henry. And six months after they got married, Germany invaded France. So... Nancy slowly but surely drew herself into the fight. In 1940, she crossed... Oh, no. Sorry. She crossed the line between observation and action. Yes, Nancy. Do something with the knowledge. A fucking queen. She joined the resistance movement as a courier, smuggling messages and food to underground groups in southern France. She bought an ambulance and used it to help refugees fleeing the German advance. So she literally, like, shuffled people out of the country in her ambulance. Um... She was the beautiful wife of a wealthy businessman, so she had the ability to just kind of get away with anything. Oh, fuck yeah. People didn't really, like, she used second her power. Her good. Hell yeah. 
She obtained false papers that allowed her to stay and work in the Vichy zone. I'm saying that wrong. V I. It comes up a lot. I need to look that up. V I C H Y. We can also just call it the V zone. The V zone. That sounds dirty. So she worked in the Vichy zone and occupied France and became involved in helping to spirit a thousand or more escaped prisoners in the war and downed Allied flyers out of France through Spain. So like when Allied pilots like crashed or whatever, she helped get them out of. France. She's a badass. She's like shuffling all these people out of here and she's the rich, pretty wife of an industrialist. So she's like, nobody's questioning her and she's kind of going about her business. Yeah. Um, so then she, she was in constant danger. She became a suspect and was constantly watched. The Gestapo tapped her phone and opened her mail. Okay, rude. Right. She took many identities and was so good at evading the Gestapo that they nicknamed her the White Mouse. So she was, like, most wanted for the Gestapo, and she they could not fucking get her. I love Nancy. White Mouse. Adorable. So then, uh, by 1943, Wake was number one on the Gestapo's most wanted list, and there were five million franc price on her head. A five million franc. How many is that? Five million franc? I mean, they switched to the euro, oh. so I don't know how strong the franc, the franc. was. And <laughs> since they switched to the euro, I maybe wasn't very strong. Okay, well, five million dollars back or five then. Five million something. Yeah, back then too. Um. So it became too whiskey for Nancy. Whiskey. It became too whiskey. Became too whiskey. It became too risky for Nancy to stay in France, and the resistance decided she should go back to Britain. So Henry, her husband, said, "You have to leave for your safety." And Nancy says, I remember going out the door saying, I'd do some shopping, that I'd be back soon. And I left and I never saw him again. Well, she never saw her husband again? No. So she made six attempts to get out of France by crossing the Pyrenees into Spain. On one of these attempts, she was captured by the French militia, the Vichy militia. You think that she would be supported by the Allies? She is supported by the Allies, but the the French malice or Vichy militia... That's the bad guys. Oh, okay. So, because at this point, France is, like, invaded by... Okay, so they're not actually French people. It's the Gestapo. Yeah. From what I understand, again, I'm very bad at American history, but that's what I've gathered, is that it's basically she's living in this, like, completely invaded place run by the Gestapo. That makes sense. she's shuffling all of these people out, getting them over to Spain. So now she's trying to escape to Spain. Um, six attempts. One of them, she was captured by them in Toulouse and interrogated for four days. So she held out, refusing to give them any information. With the help of the legendary Patrick O'Leary, she tricked her captors into releasing her. So I was like, who the fuck is Patrick O'Leary? Right. We have to take it to Dieter. Yeah. I I googled him. His name is Albert Marie Edmund Gersey. Um, and he was a Belgian resistance member who organized escape routes for pilot downed Allied pilots in World War II under the alias of Patrick Albert Pat O'Leary, the name of a Canadian friend. So his escape line was dubbed the Pat Line. Yeah. So apparently he also is like shuffling all these people out of France. Cool, cool. Right, just another like helpful dude, basically. Um, so how did she trick them into letting her go? I don't know. I tried to figure it out. Literally, all I can find is that she tricked them into releasing her. Haha. I don't know if she just used her like beautiful prowess or she's smart as shit. So right. I don't know so if she, she maybe she was like, I have to go to the bathroom, and then the she classic, out a I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> 
<laughs> I gotta pee. I just gotta pee really quickly. I'm like, I'm a lady, so like, close the door. Right. I feel can like you just like let me pee. Like, I know that you're a Nazi, but like, can you have some courtesy and not watch me pee? Right. Like, I'm just going to the bathroom. I'm not gonna escape through the window. And my period. I am lady problems. I guarantee it was lady problems. Fucking Nazis and they're scared of lady problems. Right. Well, they're cowards in general. Fucking assholes. Right. Fucking assholes. Those Nazis. Right. So she tricked. So, yes, she tripped. She didn't trip. She pulled tricks uh, that we know of. I don't know. Maybe that's how she escaped. Hey, oh. Um, do, your, do your thing, Nancy. Fuck yeah, Nancy. So, then Nancy at 31 became one of 39 women and 430 men in the French section of the British Special Ops Executive. So, she's like British Special Ops now. She's like... Fuck yeah, she is? Right. She's 31. There's 39 women and 430 men, and she's one of the women, which is like, it's just insane to me. Um, she worked with local resistance groups to sabotage Germans in the occupied territories. She was trained at the British Ministry of Defense camp in Scotland in survival skills, silent killing, codes and radio operation, night parachuting, dangerous, plastic explosives, sten guns, rifles, pistols, and grenades. Like all of the above she was trained in, which I just, I love the long list. Not just like survival skills, a fucking resume. silent killing, <laughs> dark parachuting, silent yes. killing, resume. Um, okay, so then the this part I think is really interesting. So she and the other women that were recruited by the special ops were officially assigned to the first aid nursing section. So they like under the cover of nurse, they were just nurses. They're just like going about silently killing and parachuting into the night. Nice. Like what? Uh, this sounds like a movie, and this is, like, her there life. There should be a movie about her life. There are a couple, like, miniseries. Okay. But, like, she didn't... There's one that she likes. The rest of them, she was like, there's... I'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, so then in April of 1944, Nancy and another SOE operative, Major John Farmer, were parachuted into a region in central France with orders to locate and organize the bands of... Matisse, I should have looked up how to say any of these right. words. Uh, they were to establish establish ammunition and arms catches from the caches from the nightly parachute drop. So basically, they par- they dark parachute into this region. Mm-hmm. Um, they arranged wireless communication with England. Their mission was to organize the resistance and prep for the D Day invasion. The Renaissance's nope. The resistance. <laughs> the Renaissance. The resistance movement's principal object or objective was to destroy German army, the German army for a major attack by allied troops. So basically she's just like going undercover in these like um, regions where the Germans are taking a hold and she's basically fucking all their shit up. So um, Nancy's parachute, became, when she was dropped into this region, Nancy's parachute became stuck in a tree. And her agent said that he hoped all trees could bear such beautiful fruit. And Nancy told him not to give her all of that French shit. That's a quote. <laughs> I love that. Um, so then there were two, 22,000 German troops in this area where they like got parachuted into. Um, and initially there were 3,000 to 4,000 Maquis. I think the Maquis are the... Good guy. Yeah, they are. So the M A Q U I S. Mackies? 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 It's not Mackies. 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 All right, well, those are the good guys. I'm There's 3,000. I, I was like, I'll just ask Marissa all this French shit. 
Nope. No. Um, okay, so there were 22,000 German troops and three to 4,000 of the good guys. I'm just going to call them the good guys. So with um, Wake's help in recruitment, they bolstered the numbers to 7,000. And then Nancy led these men into guerrilla warfare, inflicting severe damage on German troops and facilities. So Nancy is leading 7,000 men in guerrilla warfare against 22,000 German troops. Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, she collected and distributed weapons and ensured that her radio operatives maintained contact with the special ops in Britain. So on one occasion, Nancy, this is insane to me. Nancy cycled 500 kilometers through several German checkpoints to replace codes her wireless operator had been forced to destroy in a German raid. Without these, there would be no fresh orders or drops of weapons and supplies. Out of all the amazing things she did during the war, Nancy believes that this marathon ride was the most useful. She covered the distance in 71 hours. She's just like biking. 71, not 72. We got there before the end of the third day. Right. Uh, Cycling through the countryside and mountains almost nonstop, her focus was rock steady to the end of her epic journey where she wept in pain and relief. And then this is another quote from her. She said, I got back and they said, how are you? And I just cried. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't do anything. I just cried. Oh. So she was like exhausted. Sounds she like got me back. again. Right? I'm Nancy. Me after biking for like five minutes. Right. <laughs> I just cried. Me every day. <laughs> uh, so no sector gave the Reich more cause for fury than Nancy. So the Germans fucking hate Nancy. They're like, well, yeah. She's like, the, that's why they named her. She was basically like the white mouse. They could never fucking find her. They could not do anything to her. Right. Um, and she's basically killing a bunch of her troops, which is awesome. Um, you mean their troops? Their troops, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Not her own. Not her own troops. We need those. Um, the next thing that happened on June 19, 1944, basically 22,000 bad guys, 7,000 good guys. At the end of the battle, 1,400 German troops lay dead on the plateau, 100 of Nancys. So they kicked ass in this battle, basically. Okay. Um, she continued her war. She personally led a raid on the Gestapo headquarters in Montucon and killed a sentry with her bare hands to keep him from alerting the guard during a raid on the German gun factory. Um, oh, she also had to shoot her way out of roadblocks and executed a German female spy. Like, this is literally just, like, her bouncing around the country and, like, killing people. It's and like, being fuck you, fuck you, badass. fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yes. Sorry, got no time for Nazis. Right. So then on D-Day, June 6, 1944, um, they began to force German army out of France. Paris was liberated on August 25th. Uh, Wake led her troops into Vichy to celebrate. However, her joy at the liberation of Paris was mixed with a tragedy as she had secretly anticipated. She learned that her beloved husband, Henry, was dead. Mm. A year after Nancy had left France in 1943, the Germans had captured Henry tortured and executed no. him because he refused to give any information yes. about the whereabouts I'm of his cry. wife. That's true love. I hope that whoever insane. I hope whoever I marry at the age of 50 is willing to be tortured. Right. <laughs> is willing to be tortured for me. Now that's true love. A true gentleman. I read that and I literally was like, oh my god, I have to include that part because I'm so yes. sad. Poor Henry. Henry, a good man. Oh gosh. So, um, Wake's life story... And her feisty, courageous personality made her the ideal subject for documentaries and dramatizations. She tells her own story with interviews, reconstructions, and uh, stills and film footage in the video Nancy Wake, codenamed The White Mouse. So that's the one that she likes. She tells her own story. She gets to talk about it the whole time. So Okay, good. 
Um, there was a mini series made about her life as well. However, the subject was marred by historical liberties that were taken with her life, showing such as showing her having an affair while working for the resistance in, in I can't, some French city. Um, this is what she says about it. She goes, what do you think my bosses in England would have thought? All those thousands of pounds to train me and for me to go and have an affair. Really? <laughs> Fuck that. And then she says the miniseries was well acted, but in parts it was extremely stupid. At one stage they had me cooking eggs and baking to feed the men. For goodness sake, did the allies parachute me into France to fry eggs and bacon for the men? There wasn't an egg to be had for the love nor money, and even if there had been, why would I be frying it when I had men to do that sort of thing? That's a queen! Right? I, the more I read about, the more I read about her, the more I was like, I fucking love you. Right, I want to tattoo her name on my forehead. Nancy Wake. Um, the White Mouse. So, <laughs> Nancy's comrade, a different Henry, Henry Tardivot, uh, characterized the gorilla chieftain as... She's the most feminine woman that I know until the fighting starts. <clears throat> then she's like five men. Hell yeah. <laughs> Recognize. Right? Recognize Nancy. Um, Nancy left her home in Australia for good to spend her final years in Europe on December 6, 2001. Uh, the people of Port Macquarie have been wonderful to me, as have most individual Australians I've met, but I just feel like it would be better off in the UK or France where I could go to special occasions as a member of the services club. So that's because Australia refused to give her, like, there were two times that people wanted her to have this award that I can't remember what it is, but it's, like, a very high honor in Australia. And for some reason, the Australian government was like, no. <laughs> okay, dicks. You can't have it. You can't have it. Well, Australia and then, dicks. And then um, it says, after making the final move back to England, Wick became a resident at the Stafford Hotel, which has been... British and American Forces Club during the war. The owners welcomed her warmly, absorbing most of the cost of her stay. So she basically got to stay for free, like, the last couple of years of her life. Um, she helped occasionally by anonymous, anonymous donations. So then other people also, like, paid well, for her living. they fucking better. Right. Um, do, do, do. Nancy Wake passed away on August 7th in 2011 at the retirement home where she had lived the past eight years. Right up to her death, she remained assertive about what would happen to her body. I want to be cremated, and I want my ashes to be scattered over the mountains where I fought with the resistance. That will be good enough for me. So Nancy Wake ended up, Australia ended up did giving her, or they did oh, give her the posthumously? No, 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 they did, they gave it to her, um, so they gave it to her, like, a couple years after she had moved away, and her reaction, I thought I had pasted it in here, but apparently I didn't. She literally was like, I don't care, like, I don't care. You've tried to, we people tried to give me this award before and you guys refused and now you're just giving it to me because like everybody's, she was basically like, cool, I don't give a shit. Right. Um, so she ended up being the Allies' most decorated service woman of World War II and the Gestapo's most wanted person. So Nancy Wake is the most decorated woman from the Allies' side and like literally is just a fucking badass and that's Nancy Wake. I don't you want to just like watch a movie about her? <laughs> she almost made it to 99. Yep. We just passed her anniversary. August 7th. Yep. So she she was born August 30th. So her mm -hmm. birthday's coming up. And then she died August 7th. We need to celebrate. Nancy Wake's birthday yeah. on August 30th. It's, on, it's a Thursday. Let's party. Let's fucking take a shot for, for Nancy. Nancy Wake. I just... And adopt a white mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. People also said that that was like yes. the stupidest nickname for her because she was the like very opposite of a mouse. Like, right. But oh, it was just ironic that that's the... The choice they chose, or the name they chose. Well, I'm sure they had it. It wasn't chosen by her, so they exactly. probably tried it was to like chosen by the fucking bad guys. So they were like trying they were, to like, insult her. They were like diminutive. They're like you're right. a tiny mouse. 
Right. But also, fuck you. She was a mouse and got away with all her shit. Exactly. I love her. Damn, I love that. How did you find... Were you just researching? Did you know about her? Uh, no. I literally, um, I just googled badass... So I just googled badass women that you should know and you don't know, basically. I'm surprised BuzzFeed doesn't have a list about that. I think they did, but I this was on some other random list that I found. But it's literally like... Also, I will show you pictures. Um, I will pull up a picture of her. Because she was, like, stunning as a young girl. And then when she gets old, she's just, like, adorable. And you just, it, she looks like you're just grandma. Like, you just want to hug her. This is badass. We need to talk about more badass women so girls know that they can be fucking badasses, too. Exactly. That's why I was like, fuck yeah, I want to do this lady. Hold on, I'm going to find her. She's just, she, I literally, when I found her, the more I read into her story, like, this is, I very much, like, grazed over it, because there's so much other stuff that's, right. like, she did, and I was like, I can't even fucking include all of this. But yeah, so her, she is the most decorated woman of World War II of the Allies. I love her, and I she was my grandma. I know. I love her. Damn, she, she was alive for a long-ass time. Yeah. Like, she, a life well-lived. And I just love all of her quotes of, like, her calling, like, the miniseries out and they're, like, as if I was fucking making eggs. Like, I had men to do that for me. Oh, yeah, you did, Nancy. <laughs> but fucking, yeah, they should be feeding you. You're then, doing all the work. And then I loved Henry as well. Yeah. Actually, his name is spelled H-E-N-R-I. So it's Henri. probably Henri. It's Henri. Whatever. Henri. That I do know how to pronounce. Henri. Henri. Well, I think it is the English, or the French version of Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, it's, Henri, Henry sounds a lot less adorable then right only yeah i can't do it so adorbs yeah so that's nancy wicks so that's the first episode of season two that's the first episode of season two we had a roller coaster finding out all of the tory backstory of <laughs> the sham fucking vince and then we just went on a little journey with our good good pal nancy wake hell yeah i fucking love her also i was dying because you were like you're gonna have all these inspiring women and i was like um <laughs> yeah this is three pages of nancy wake being bad hell yeah it is <laughs> hell yeah yeah all right thanks for sticking with us and we hope that uh you guys come back to listen to us and yeah maybe some more people too i feel like this is the right direction i'm excited i'm super pumped yeah and i also won't always do old people no you can do whatever you want but yeah, that's the point of this. That's the point of this format is we have no restrictions. We're literally letting ourselves just do whatever the fuck we want. Fuck it. And like Nancy Wake. Just like Nancy Wake. Well, she in did. a very small scale. Yeah, I mean, let's all strive to be Nancy Wake. For real. Girl oh fucking God. power. Didn't I, didn't I include, hold on. There was a, there's another quote by her. Oh, fuck. I don't know what it was. I feel like I'm missing half of the quotes, but it's fine. If you ever just want to feel inspired, Google Nancy Wake quotes because she's a pistol and it's amazing. Fuck yeah. Maybe I'll get that tattooed on me or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get a white mouse tattooed on yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are white, so you can just get an outline. Just get a little mouse. Yeah. That'd be kind of cute. I think you should. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Is that funny? That's funny. Okay. <laughs>